Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm Josh Gessman, and on today's show, I'm going to remind you that the last game the Galaxy played was a loss to San Jose. It may feel like forever ago, but it still hurts, and it's still going to raise all sorts of questions throughout the rest of the season. Like usual, I'm going to update you on LA Galaxy news, schedule, and standings, and I'm also going to throw out some big questions that I have for this team as they close out the year. There are only six games remaining on the MLS schedule for the LA Galaxy, and we'll continue that countdown with the game against Montreal and Drogba on Saturday. It's a great show, so what are we waiting for? You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Now here's your host, Josh Getzman. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm Josh Gessman. Uh, all alone today. That's okay. Good with me. Good with you. Back from the holiday weekend, the LA Galaxy holiday weekend, as we all got a bye week over Labor Day. That's always good. Uh, two co-hosts couldn't quite get back uh, into the swing of things, apparently. The bye week was too enticing for them. No, it's fine. Both dealing with... Uh, or having some fun with their family over this weekend or over the taping of the show, so that's fine. But I have all of you wonderful listeners. I have everybody on Periscope. I have everything I could possibly need. And I have, uh, you know, a game against San Jose that sort of wants to be forgotten, and I'm going to resurrect that a little bit. And then, obviously, we have a game against Montreal coming up on Saturday. So a bunch to get to. Um, I'm sure we'll get to that stuff as well. Might even take some calls in the second segment if time allows for it and if you guys are up for it. Uh, again, follow us on Periscope live, and you can catch this show live as it's recorded and all the fun stuff that happens before the show, after the show, in between, and everything else. All right, so we go back to the one nothing loss to the San Jose Earthquakes, and everybody says, Josh, seriously, it is. it has been, it feels like months since we last played a game, and it's even longer than we played the, the San Jose Earthquakes, and nobody wants to talk about a loss, but it was a one nothing loss. It was frustrating. Um, we looked like an amateur team out there at some point, and it's just so weird to see the dynamic between the home and the away team for the LA Galaxy. I mean, especially going up to Northern California, which we have told you before, um, they have a horrible record in Northern California. The Galaxy can't seem to win there, which I guess if you're looking for a reason to make this a rivalry, boys and girls, then this is really is it, is the fact that the Galaxy can't win um, in Northern California. So uh, you look at this, and, and obviously the things that sort of stick out is the, uh, is the goal given up by the LA Galaxy in the 18th minute to uh, Shea Salinas of the San Jose Earthquakes. Um, and then the red card that was given to Leonardo just minutes after halftime. So 
this is what you're going to see, you know, sort of from the Galaxy. And, and looking at this game, you have to understand those two sort of pivotal roles. Really, the Galaxy only got about 45 minutes of, you know, actual 11 versus 11 gameplay there. And we all know that this Galaxy team tends to build as it goes. Um, this is a team that doesn't start necessarily quickly, can sometimes give up the early goal, um, and then will build in momentum as they go on and on uh, throughout the rest of the game. And, you know, by the 50, 60, 70th minute, uh, the Galaxy are usually hitting on all cylinders. So, unfortunately, thanks to Leonardo's red card, um, they weren't able to do that. And, yes, questionable call, sure, you could question it. Um, is a referee going to call that every time whenever uh, Leonardo reaches his hand out to try to stop Quincy Ameriqua, who had been torching the LA Galaxy defense anyway, going outside, going inside, everywhere in between? Um, you know, could you question it? Sure. I, the referee's going to call it. It wasn't necessarily a horrible call. It was light contact. Uh, Quincy was leaning away when when Leonardo put his hand on him, but Leonardo has to know not to reach out the hand. Um, is he last man back? Well, we all know how quick Omar Gonzalez is and his recovery speed, so I would have to say probably he was the last man back. Omar comes in there at the end, but, you know, it's, again, it's Leonardo, unfortunately, with his speed and what he has to do. And, by the way, Leonardo, the better of the two center backs for the last, I don't know, five, six, seven games, uh, Leonardo had a good game until he got tossed in this game in the 47th minute. So all of those things, all those different things that have combined to make Leonardo better, um, it, he still has the shortcoming of not being very fast. And with Ameriqua and with the Galaxy chasing the game, with AJ De La Garza having to be out on the wing and, and not into the center with Leonardo, because quite honestly, if you're going to have your four best, you know, defensive players right now, AJ De La Garza is definitely one of those. Is Dan Gargan in there instead of Omar Gonzalez? I mean... This is this is this is starting to be a question for me, and I'm not going to rag on Omar Gonzalez because I think that's the cool thing to do. I'm going to rag on him because I don't think that he has lived up to what he's supposed to do for the LA Galaxy as a designated player. And you can say, Josh, he's not a designated player anymore, and that's probably hurting him. He's still getting paid designated player money, okay? He's still making that money. The, the TAM doesn't mean that you don't have to pay him money. It's just a way to offset something against the cap. So Omar Gonzalez, still a designated player, still making designated player money in, in my mind. So are you getting your money's worth out of them? And the answer is no right now. Absolutely no. And I think you even saw it in some of the U.S. games. Um, you know, Omar tends to stand around and stare at people. Uh, it's something that he's never been able to break be, be broken from and in this particular case he doesn't he doesn't follow the the follow-up shot which is difficult but as a designated player who is getting paid that amount of money he should be the one to realize that he needs to follow up towards the goal and follow his man Shea Salinas uh, obviously knew that he was supposed to follow up and that's how the LA Galaxy give up a goal in the 18th minute listen the Galaxy played horrible with 11 men I mean this was not a good first half for them at all um you know wasn't great i mean and you had an a plus lineup this is the a plus lineup for the most part it is except that i would still like to see de La garza moved into the center to give some cover for the two tall center backs who have no speed so i need some coverage there especially when you're asking your your outside backs your robbie rogers and your aj de La garza's to get so far up the field into the offensive zone i need more coverage or i need more speed in that central back position and i'm not getting it right now not with leonardo not with omar gonzalez and uh quite Quite honestly, the effort coming out of uh, Omar right now is not up to par. Even AJ De La Garza. You know, AJ doesn't have bad games. This was a bad game for AJ De La Garza for me. Um, didn't play particularly well in the first half. Obviously gets subbed out. If you remember the weird 
stage of events that happened in the 57th minute when AJ comes off for um, for Dave Romney, who comes in. This is after, obviously, Leonardo has already been tossed. Um, but he comes in. This was AJ De La Garza, who looked like he got stomped on um, in this play, had to go out, looked like he was going to be okay. Some reason, the, uh, the, the, the trainer signals for a sub. Bruce Arena makes a sub, and next thing you know, 57 minutes in, Dave Romney's in for AJ De La Garza, and AJ's not happy about it on the sideline if you watched him. Um, he's like, he's like, what the hell was that? You know, looking at Bruce, it was one of the questionable things. I think you can question some things about this game. One, the communication between the the defense. I mean, even the first goal is communication error between AJ De La Garza, Giassi Zardes, and Omar Gonzalez figuring out who has who. And and quite honestly, it was Zardes who had to pick up Quincy Ameriquois at the far post, sort of last minute. There should have been better communication there. And uh, Giassi Zardes needs to do a better job defending. If he's going to play that midfield role, going both ways, he has to do a better job defending going both ways. All right, so he has to get back and defend. Now, here's the thing in this game. I thought San Jose did a good job. If, I, if I'm allowed to compliment San Jose, which, you know, sometimes I don't think I, I am allowed to compliment them, but if you're allowed to compliment San Jose, then they played a good game. They didn't allow the LA Galaxy to have much room um, in the center of the pitch, but they created space in the center of the pitch for themselves and then attacked the LA Galaxy through the speed and on the wing. Semi to how Vancouver plays. All right. Now, again, I think in the second half, if the LA Galaxy have 11 players, because even if you you see how they started the second half, the two minutes that we got to see before uh, before Leonardo gets uh, red carded, even if you saw that, you, you saw a team that was already playing better. In fact, the ball that goes to Quincy Ameriqua that leads to Leonardo's red card was all the way down in the San Jose box whenever it started, and that was one of the LA Galaxy's best build-ups of the night. Um, Robbie Keane just missed the ball, maybe even chance for a foul. I wouldn't have called a foul there on for, for Robbie Keane, and I'm a homer. But um, I, I, I wouldn't do it in, in that particular case. But nonetheless, they had a buildup, okay? And then they played better with 10, all right? Again, they played better with 10 players than they did with 11. Now, I've always said that playing with 11 players or playing with 10 players is way, way easier than playing with 11 players. And it's just because you know what you have to do. Um, everybody has to work their butt off. Everybody knows what's going on. Um, it's just sort of this easy, okay, our backs are up against the wall. We can play with 10 players. And I think the Galaxy did well on that. But um, over, other than that, I mean, what did you want to say in this? There's, there's just, it's just a weird game, and, and it's not great. I thought uh, Sebastian Legette and Giassi Zardes extremely limited in this game. You didn't hear Seb's name called a lot. You didn't hear Giassi, um, except when he had some chances he didn't capitalize on. Um, but, of course, San Jose uh, made them chase back and defend so you had that defense going you had the fact that san jose didn't sit back they went after the la galaxy if there's something to be learned here it's that the galaxy if attacked if attacked they can uh they can be a little bit uh taken advantage of and i think that happened especially whenever you make the playmakers like jossie's artists like sebastian legette on the outside play defense all the time they get more tired they're not able to stay in that offensive zone as much they have to go back and forth and and that's really where you had it and let's not let's not kid ourselves the LA Galaxy had shots on goal and chances to tie this game many times uh they had four shots on target tied San Jose with the same all right off target seven and seven I mean if you look at the stats in terms of shots and possession and everything like that these are pretty even but if you watch that game it was crap I mean that was a crap performance and I think if you are an LA Galaxy fan who wants to question heart of the LA Galaxy or or just how it goes you, you could look at this game and make some arguments. I think you could. 
Um, but I'm not one of those people who thinks that one game shows you what hard it is. It's how you rebound. It's how you do all this stuff, all right? I would love to see the LA Galaxy come out with some purpose against Montreal on Saturday. We'll see if that happens, especially if the LA Galaxy can sort of get over this this bye week and, and rest. I think I think the rest and the bye week was okay. Um, I think I would have rather played more games, quite honestly, just because I think you don't want to let this sort of linger. But maybe this lingers. Maybe this loss lingers a little bit, and uh, it, it, it fuels them a little bit better. So I want to see a lot more. I'll be honest, there weren't... You couldn't point on the field and say who had a good game in this game, and that's that's sort of scary. That's sort of scary, and and that's not not really where uh, where you want to uh, where you want to see it. So the LA Galaxy one nothing losers to San Jose again, staying uh, not not having a good record in the northern part of California against uh, San Jose. So it builds the rivalry. It is what it is. Um, quite honestly. The LA Galaxy, with the talent that they have, should have never looked that bad, and that's sort of where you want to question things. That's where I start to get nervous about this team, is what does this mean? What does it mean for Omar Gonzalez, the fact that he was played off the field? What does it mean to AJ Delagarza, the fact that he got subbed, Bruce subbed him? Did Bruce sub him because of the injury? Did Bruce sub him because he was having a poor game? Because AJ was having a poor game, and if you wanted to sub him, that would have been the game to do it in. All right? Just that that's honest. That's honesty right there. Uh, Gerard and Janino, where were they in the middle? All right. Where were they all night? That was not a good combination between them two and how they played against San Jose. San Jose subbed them or, or excuse me, took them apart. All right. And Giovanni Dos Santos and Robbie Keane and Steven Gerrard were all not on the same page. All right, they were all playing something different. And again, San Jose stepped up, not allowing Robbie Keane that space he loves in front of the back four. All right, so they did some good things, and I'm not willing to tip my hat because, quite honestly, I don't care if San Jose plays the best game of their freaking lives. The LA Galaxy on an off day should still be able to beat that team. All right, there's not a lot of talent on that San Jose team, and you look at the LA Galaxy, and there's tons of talent. Okay, you can Chris Wondolowski me all you want. All right, he's not good. He's not that good. He's not that good. All right. I think that does it for the San Jose game. I don't want to get into it too much. That's, uh, that's not true. I still have, I, I have two calls that we got. And one of them got cut off, but it's great that you're going to hear about uh, the two viewpoints from fans. So I'm going to play you the first one, Brian from Hawaii, one of our good callers. Hopefully somebody I'll get to see on Saturday because he says he's coming to the game. Here's Brian from Hawaii who got cut off, but I think you can tell where he was going with it. So here it goes. Hey, Josh. It's Brian in Hawaii. I just had a comment for the San Jose game. I think it's okay that we lost. We just came out of a 5-1, and one, so maybe we got complacent. Maybe we didn't. Who knows? But either way, we had won the last game. We're up. All right, so he gets off. He says he's okay that they lost. They had won the. They had been on a stretch of runs. This is where I imagine he's going with it. Uh, they had been winning a bunch of games. San Jose was playing really well. These are the excuses that have been coming out of why the Galaxy played bad, everything that happened. All right? This is, this is what's going on. Okay, that's the one side. Now I'm going to play you the other side. This is Rennie. All right, it's about two minutes long, and I think if you're more of the, you know, sort of ride-or-die Galaxy fan, then you will agree a little bit more with Rennie. So here he is. Hello, Rennie here. Uh, Pretty disappointed. Losing to the Earthquakes is never, never a pleasant thing. I don't think it ever should be. Uh team played 
somewhat heartless. Uh, coaches' decisions, somewhat questionable, especially with substitutions, but I don't think anybody should be happy with losing to the earthquakes for any reason. I'm somewhat disappointed with a lot of responses I see on Twitter, since that's what I usually use. Uh, you know, some people are okay with losing to San Jose because, hey, we screwed Seattle in the standings. Or, okay, they were they they were playing well recently. It's San Jose. They were playing well. They beat Sporting Kansas City. I don't think you should ever be okay with losing to the San Jose Earthquakes. They are our biggest rival. They have been since the beginning of Major League Soccer. Uh, it, it's 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 a rivalry that it it, it, it has hatred in it. I, I don't like the San Jose Earthquakes. I don't. I don't like their players. I don't like their staff members. I don't like their fans. I hate the San Jose Earthquakes, and I hate losing to them. And if you try to sugar, if you try to sugarcoat a loss to the San Jose Earthquakes, I don't think that's I don't think that's right. I don't think you should be doing that. I think if you, for any reason, feel glad that we came away with a loss to San Jose, or aren't that disappointed over a loss to San Jose, I think you should take. Every piece of Galaxy memorabilia you have, roll it up into a little ball and throw it in the trash because you don't deserve it. Losing to the Quakes is awful. It's not fun. And nobody should ever, for any reason, feel that it's okay to lose to the San Jose Earthquakes. All right, there's Rennie. I like it. If you are okay losing those San Jose Earthquakes, you should ball up every bit of LA Galaxy memorabilia you have and throw it away because you don't deserve it. All right, I, hey, I understand the sentiment. First of all, it would take a dumpster to get all the LA Galaxy stuff I have out of my uh, studio here into, into a, into, uh, or out of the office and basically trash it. So I would do it okay. So he's not okay with it. He's not okay. Brian from Hawaii is okay with it. So I don't, I don't know where you guys want me to go with this. Clearly, it's not okay to lose the San Jose Earthquakes. I think Brian is is in that stage of, of loss where you're trying to uh, negotiate your way out of it. So, Brian from Hawaii, not this time, my friend. Uh, you know, it sucks to lose the San Jose. And quite honestly, um, it should never happen. Now it does. It does. And as some people, some, some bright people say on, uh, on Periscope... We shouldn't lose, period, ever. And if you're an L.A. Galaxy fan and you want to make money, betting on the L.A. Galaxy isn't a horrible thing to do, all right? Um, if you want to try to make your money off of betting MLS games, all right? But uh, this was not a good game for the L.A. Galaxy, like I said. Um, everybody knows that already. It's something the LA Galaxy have to build on. Uh, they have to throw this away. Somehow they have to find better performances out of everybody. And, of course, no Leonardo in the next game. Um, one of our best defenders right now, all right? Um, so no Leonardo for the next game should be, uh, should be interesting to see what lineup Bruce comes out. Although we know what lineup Bruce's should put out. And we'll talk about that whenever we get back from the next segment, but, uh, still have some stuff to, uh, to go over. So we'll, uh, we'll start with that. And, uh, we have schedule to go over. We have standings to go over. Lots of LA Galaxy news. I have some questions for you that I'll throw out and give you some opinions on things that I think went wrong or could go wrong here down the stretch or some bigger questions then we'll also be talking about the game on Saturday against Montreal this will be your first warning get there early 
get there early. All right? I'm going to warn you again, but get there early. So we still got a bunch to talk about. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com, and I'll be right back. Ready for some more Corner of the Galaxy? Don't forget to head over to the website for all the latest podcasts, news, and more. Visit us online at cornerofthegalaxy.com. Hey, this is Chris. This is Eddie. This is Jason. And we're from Back Pocket Memory, and you're listening to Corner of the Galaxy. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Josh Gessman with you all by my lonesome. We got through the first segment well together. I imagine the second segment will go just as swimmingly as we get you ready for the LA Galaxy game on Saturday versus the Montreal Impact. Should be fun. Um, lots of stuff to get to, so we'll start with LA Galaxy news as we normally do. Uh, the big thing that I want to sort of tell you about is, of course, that the LA Galaxy versus FC Dallas match has been rescheduled. Now, we knew about this about, a, you know, basically they give us a month before kickoff whenever they rescheduled it. I know some of you are upset because you didn't get to um or or you're not going to be able to see the game now because it has been rescheduled from a saturday saturday september 26th to a sunday september 27th that's always tough to do i understand it so the 7 30 p.m game on saturday is now a 6 30 p.m game on sunday um and what i'm looking at here is basically and everybody's like why did you do this to us la galaxy how could you and if you listen to the show you know it's it's pretty easy to actually figure out why they did it it's because the game will be now nationally televised and because money that's i mean that that, those are the answers and it has been and that's what it's going to be from now on um they're not going to care about what the supporters want or what works well for the supporters so those saturday night games that we all love so much the saturday night game like the 7 30 game that's going to kick off against montreal the ones that we love so much so much 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 for more national television exposure all right so we'll see how this goes all right now that game again September 27th now at 6.30 p.m., nationally televised on Fox Sports and Fox Deportes, all right? was going to be on Time Warner Cable Sportsnet and Time Warner Cable Deportes. I'm hearing now that they're not even going to be shown on Time Warner Cable Sportsnet and Time Warner Cable Deportes, which means that Fox had to actually pay uh, Time Warner for, to, to do this game. So we'll see how that all comes out. And I'll keep you updated if, in fact, it is on both channels like I originally heard. But the press release does not say that it's on Time Warner Cable Sportsnet anymore. It is still presented by Time Warner Cable, however. So uh, so we'll see it. Nationally televised game for the LA Galaxy now against FC Dallas. Should be, I mean, you're talking about 
implications in the Western Conference that, you know, FC Dallas is just below the LA Galaxy right now, having played two less games. Um, you're talking about implications in Supporter Shield because all those teams are in Supporter Shield race. Um, so it's, it's a good game to sort of go and do. All right. Here we go. Continuing on with LA Galaxy News, Giovanni Dos Santos will headline Mexican Independence Day festivities in LA. He'll be the Grand Marshal in the 69th edition of the East LA Mexican Independence Day Parade. Uh, that parade will be broadcast live on ABC7 and Univision, um, so you can check that out, please. It is, uh, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see. Listen, I'm going to go on right now and start talking about some of the like big things. And one of the big things that I talk about is Giovanni Dos Santos having fun. All right. You want him to go to this parade. You want him to be the grand marshal. You want him to be the center of attention. You want him to get the applause and the oohs and ahs, and especially from the Latino crowd who are happy to see a a big name Mexican player come to, you know, Los Angeles and be with the LA Galaxy. That's what it is. All right. That's what you're saying. You want him to be happy. You want him to be excited. Okay. And the reason you do is because for me, Giovanni Del Santos plays better when he's having fun. And I'm worried right now because Giovanni Dos Santos was left off the, uh, the Mexico roster for these friendlies. All right. And the reason that worries me is that that's sort of a non-fun thing for Gio to have happen to him. Now, whether or not he's left off for the competitive match on October 10th where Mexico will face off against the U.S. men's national team. If, if that happens, I think you're still... Still going to have some issues. Now, there's lots of speculation about why he was left off. Was it because he was still coming back from injury? Unlikely, because he's been playing for the LA Galaxy. Is it because he showed um, showed support for the coach who uh, who attacked a player, or excuse me, attacked a reporter at the airport and ultimately led to his firing? Could have. Both of the Santos brothers sort of showed that report and and, and sort of said that they were you know for for that and, and they was fine with him. So. Herrera, you know, got in trouble, got fired, everything happened. So maybe that's the reason, all right? And they got their hands slapped. But if they're not on this, specifically Gio, obviously, because he's an LA Galaxy player, if he's not on this roster for the for Mexico in that October 10th clash, that's, that's an issue for me. I worry about his mental state. He is, in my mind, a 26-year-old, you know, kid who, who really, like, feels and, and plays around like he's, you know, 15 years old he just has that 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 ever so like lucky go ever you know sort of free spirit that he's just happy laughing he wants to play okay and i like that i like that from him but i feel like if things get difficult for him which they're going to be for the la galaxy down the road um maybe not this year maybe not next year but eventually he's going to have all the pressure on him and it's going to be up to him and when the la galaxy don't win he's not going to be having fun anymore i worry about his motivation so that's something i want you to keep an eye on uh giovanni dos santos and sort of whether or not he's happy now listen we've seen a lot that he looks like he is happy in los angeles i'm just saying that keeping him happy is important which is why it's important that he's a grand marshal in this uh east la mexican independence day parade okay i like it now we talk about omar gonzalez because it's something that people have asked me to talk about and quite honestly I want to talk about it as well. You've heard my opinion on him starting, but people are asking, does Omar Gonzalez have a future with the LA Galaxy? My question is, do you think he should have a future on the LA Galaxy? Do you think that Omar Gonzalez deserves to be on this LA Galaxy team right now? He is a designated player that's by name not a designated player anymore, but still makes a ton of money. 
Are the LA Galaxy able to negotiate with him to get him to a salary that can fit under the cap? Because with the the targeted allocation money, the TAM, that we've already paid for, we basically get him for another six months probably, and then we'd have to get rid of him because we don't have enough to buy down his contract underneath that that cap anymore. So if he's not going to take that cash, then where is he going to go? And who wants him? What team in their right mind would take Omar Gonzalez right now? And I'm even talking about other MLS teams. Are there other MLS teams that want Omar Gonzalez with his designated player money? I think it's a great idea. Listen, you can say that, you know, Liga MX wants him. You can say that, uh, you know, I don't know, name, name, but I don't see it. They had a chance, I think, to sell Omar Gonzalez, and they didn't do it. And whenever I sat down with him a couple of years ago, I asked him one-on-one whether or not he thought he had anything left to accomplish in this league. And he told me, you know, not really, was basically his answer. Um, you know, the Galaxy had a chance to sell him, and I don't know that anybody wants him right now. And I don't think there's a market for him. Remember, you can't get rid of something that nobody wants. All right? You can release him. You can set him off. You don't get anything for him. And maybe that's okay. Maybe as an LA Galaxy fan, you're okay. But does Omar Gonzalez have a future with the LA Galaxy? More and more, my Magic 8-Ball is telling me, you know, doesn't seem likely uh, for Omar Gonzalez to, to stay on with the LA Galaxy. I like him when he plays well, okay? I love him when he plays well. But those are starting to be games fewer and far between, and uh, that's worrying. So, so that's another thing. Here's, here it is. Here's another one for you as you're going down. You're talking about questions that could possibly hit the LA Galaxy as they're going towards this stretch run. Steven Gerrard's fitness, 35 years old, has been playing soccer now for a year straight. Granted, he was, a, he was an English international, so an England international, so he was able to, you know, he was constantly playing games and doing this whole thing, and yes, soccer is like a 12-month round-the-year sport for most of these guys. There's only a little bit of time off, but Steven really hasn't had that much time off. He's basically been playing for 12 months straight, um, you know, ever since he started his last season with Liverpool, now you've gone a full full year around. So Steven Gerrard, I mean, how much more are we going to get out of him? Can he stay healthy? Now, from everything that it looks like, yes. He looks like he's, he's, he's fit and he's ready to go. And the bye week comes at a good time, giving him some rest and everything. And I think Bruce has only made him playing games that he needs to play. But nonetheless, keeping an eye on Steven Gerrard at 35 years old, Robbie Keane at 35 years old. Some of these older guys playing, keep an eye on their fitness. Donovan Ricketts, all right? Keep, a guy, keep an eye on this. This is where it's going to break down if it's going to start breaking down. This game against Montreal is going to be a difficult game. So let's see how the Galaxy hold up. I think it's going to be physical. This is going to be interesting to see. And my final question sort of as we go down the line is Sebastian Legette. Hey, complete revelation for the LA Galaxy. He was an basically an unknown, an unknown to some of you who are much more astute at tracking US internationals as they've gone around the league, but Sebastian Legette coming into the LA Galaxy has been the best player the LA Galaxy have signed this year and that includes over Giovanni Dos Santos and Steven Gerrard. And that is absolutely 100% true. But only if he continues to produce down the line. So how hot he is right now? How unbelievably focused he seems, and you saw him disappear in the San Jose game, can he rebound against Montreal? Can he find his form again, and can he go in there and score more goals and keep going? I think he can. 
I think he can. I want to see it. But it's something you want to see because as it starts to tail off, as maybe the excitement and the adrenaline of playing for the LA Galaxy and being a starter on this team and coming from, you know, only seeing one senior team minute ever with, you know, with West Ham, only seeing that one game with West Ham for the senior team once and now playing for the LA Galaxy, that's a huge ego boost for him great stuff for him that's what you want to see and I'm excited for him and he's a great guy and I want to see him do well but can he stay hot we asked the same question about Giassi's artist last year getting fed by land and Donovan Robbie Keane scoring goals all like crazy right you know has Giassi's artist increased his stock this year or decreased his stock he's playing at a different level he's playing in a different position so can we compare them and how do we look but Sebastian Legette has to stay hungry but will he That's the question coming down the stretch. So those are sort of my questions that I have leading down this last six games of the MLS season. All right. Obviously, two Champions League games in there as well. We'll see what kind of teams and we'll get to preview those on next week uh, whenever we take a look at some of this stuff. So there's some some things coming up. But take a look at, you know, these different issues that I put out there. You know, Giovanni Dos Santos being happy. Omar Gonzalez and his future with the LA Galaxy, how that's affecting his play right now. Um, you know, Steven Gerrard's fitness, some of the older players' fitness, how that's going to happen, and, and will Sebastian Legette stay hot? Those were sort of the questions that um, I got while I was, you know, taking this, this bye week off, so I wanted to share those with you. Now, we move on to the standings, the Western Conference. Uh, if you saw the Vancouver Whitecaps beat the Colorado Rapids 2-0 to, two to nothing up in Vancouver midweek, uh, then you know Vancouver is now above the LA Galaxy by two points, but even on games played now, so Vancouver's even on games played, uh, but ahead of the LA Galaxy, two points. Vancouver's at 48 points, 28 games played. The LA Galaxy, 46 points, 28 games played. All right. In third place, FC Dallas, 44 points, 26 games played. So two games behind the LA Galaxy. Uh, Seattle Sounders, 41 points, 28 games played. Sporting KC, 41 points, 26 games played. And Portland Timbers, 41 points, 28 games played. Sporting Kansas City and Portland, 0-0 draw. Uh, No joy there. Good for the LA Galaxy. Remember, Sporting Kansas City still in the stretch of five games, I think, in 15 days. Um, so they're still knocking them out, and they got to pick up another game, so they get closer and sort of more level with everything. So Sporting Kansas City, as I rightfully predicted, have come back to the pack and uh, and sort of seem like they're not going to be that, that world beater. Granted, they still have a game against the LA Galaxy, very last game of the season at Sporting Kansas City. Could have some implications. We'll have to see. But uh, really right now, Supporter Shield, Vancouver's to lose. Absolutely. They're ahead. Um, we'll see what their schedule is, and I'll try to do a schedule breakdown for them as we go forward so that way we can see where we're at. But nonetheless, uh, the LA Galaxy just sitting two points behind the Vancouver Whitecaps. Not bad at this point. Now we move on to the Supporter Shield race, as I told you it would. Uh, Vancouver Whitecaps in first, LA Galaxy in second, FC Dallas, DC United, New York Red Bulls, Seattle Sounders, Sporting Kansas City, Columbus Crew, Portland Timbers, and New England Revolution. Lots of West Coast, Western Conference teams in that Supporter Shield um, race, uh, probably the top three or four have an absolute good chance at it. Again, Vancouver in the driver's seat right now. We got to see how we play. Um, don't play Vancouver down the stretch, so can't have a six-point swing on any of them. So we'll, uh, we'll have to see where it is. Now we look at the schedule. Obviously, Montreal coming up on Saturday. We know about that one. The following Saturday, seven days, LA Galaxy will travel to Real Salt Lake. Uh, and then it will be a midweek game in the CCL against Central FC. Um, that game's on Wednesday, September 23rd. 
Then you have four days later, the Sunday, September 27th home game. Remember, that's the game that just got changed. So Sunday, September 27th against FC Dallas. Uh, Sunday, October 4th at Seattle. That should be a fun and raucous crowd there. Uh, and then host Portland for the last home game of the MLS season on Sunday, October 18th. And then Wednesday, October 21st is whenever they'll play against Comunicaciones. That's the last game of the group stage, Group D, of the CONCACAF Champions League. Uh, hopefully the LA Galaxy don't have to send anybody but basically the B-minus team. And then finally, you'll have the very last game, as I alluded to, Sunday, October 25th. It will be the LA Galaxy traveling to Sporting Kansas City to take on Sporting KC. Uh, should be interesting. Again, could be some playoff implications. We'll see how that all, all sorts of, all starts to go down. However, the game on Saturday is the one we want to talk about now, the LA Galaxy versus the Montreal Impact. Saturday, September 12th at 7.30 p.m. This game is on Time Warner Cable Sportsnet, Time Warner Cable Deportes. Um, I'm going to give you sort of the timeline. Here is your timeline right now because you need to get there early. There we go again. You need to get there early. All right, it's probably going to be warm. So you need to get there early to start hydrating. And then you need to get there early because it's going to be a parking nightmare and everybody knows it is. And so you need to get there early. Got it? Good. This game is very close to a sellout. Wouldn't be surprised if it is a sellout and we get and we hear an announcement you know, tomorrow, Friday, recording this podcast on a Thursday night. So Friday, see that, how it goes. Uh, the LA Galaxy versus the Montreal Impact. The last game for Montreal was a 4-3 win over Chicago. You had Drogba with a hat trick. It was his first start for Montreal. Listen, uh, this team, Montreal, has gotten some players back lately. Drogba seems like he knows how to play. Granted, it was against Chicago, and that means Chicago scored three goals on this, all right, on, on Montreal. So, again, you question the defense. This is like a lot of teams in Major League Soccer. You question the defense, and you have to respect the offense. Um, but Ignacio Piatti is back in the, uh, in the mix. Justin Mapp is back in the mix. Uh, you have, you know, a bunch of midfielders, basically, that were gone or away on international duty or had injuries and are now back. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how this team in, in, in Montreal goes up against the, the LA Galaxy. All right, again... You look at Montreal and you say, okay, they beat Chicago 4-3 to at home, but Drogba's going to be a nightmare. Um, it's going to be interesting. If you're looking at Omar Gonzalez to body up on Drogba, guess who's losing that? Remember, no Leonardo. None. All right? And, and quite honestly, last year, if you would have heard me defending Leonardo, I think you guys would have told me I'm no longer allowed to have this podcast. All right? But right now, Omar Gonzalez is going to have to defend Drogba. AJ De La Garza probably is going to play in the center, and if AJ plays in the center, he's going to have to guard Drogba. Drogba's a beast. He's big. He's big. Okay? He's a handful. He knows how to use his body. He is technically sound. He is very, very good. Now, you know who else was very good whenever he came into uh, StubHub Center? Who's the guy for Toronto FC? As I always stumble across names as we're gonna do, as we go do this, really probably the MLS MVP for Toronto. It's interesting to see how these top players come into StubHub Center, and whenever it's really just one player without support, or even like a David Villa, um, even like a a. You know, all these big names that come in and get nailed. 
Uh, Giovinco, obviously for Toronto FC, is who I was thinking of. Uh, Toronto FC, um, probably one of the probably the leader for league MVP right now, unless Robbie Keane can score about twenty goals coming down. Um, Giovinco was you know toothless without Bradley, without Josie Altador, without having those options. So the LA Galaxy are good at usually making you not just a one person team. So they can't just be a Drogba. Okay, they're going to have to be more than that. Piatti capable of being more than that. They're going to have to come at the LA Galaxy with more than just Drogba, I think. But at the same time, the LA Galaxy struggled against Chris Wondolowski and Quincy Ameriqua. Okay, but again, on the road and home, the LA Galaxy are two different teams. You would expect them to win at home. And the LA Galaxy should win every game at home. There's no reason not to. Could they embarrass Montreal? Absolutely. Montreal has to make one of the longest trips in North America, going from Montreal to Los Angeles. It's like an eight-hour flight or something like that. It's ridiculous. You sit there and go, it can't be that far. And then you, you look at it, it's, it's long. It's long. All right, so so Drogba will be coming, and uh, and it'll be interesting to see how the LA Galaxy do. Um, you know, I, I still think that the defense with uh, Rio Coker, um, Toya, Tassau, um, Lefevre, um, that back line is still questionable. Uh, John Bush is not questionable, or excuse me, Evan Bush. I always want to call him John Bush. Evan Bush is is always going to be, uh, going to be, you know, he's played well. Let's put it that way. He's a good goalkeeper. I, I think I think that Montreal is a good team, all right? But the LA Galaxy have, at home have scored 2.6 goals per game, all right? They concede 0.6 goals per game, 0.6 goals per game. Montreal scores one goal per game on the road and concedes two goals per game on the road. Okay, so that's looking at those sort of factors, that's fine. And really, whenever you look at it and how they've been going, Montreal has been horrible. Um, You know, they have two wins, uh, three losses and one draw in their last six. The LA Galaxy with four wins and two losses in their last six. Uh, Robbie Keane has 15 goals versus Piotti, who has eight. You know, Drogba with his three goals that he got last week basically jumps into fourth place on the on the the goal scorers for Montreal. So they haven't been scoring. And LA and Montreal really haven't played each other that much. They've played each other three total times. Three total times. The LA Galaxy have won the only game that was at StubHub Center. That was back in 2013. All right. So that's where it is. Um, yeah, Brian asked, uh, on Facebook, he said, uh, you know, he can't make it and listen to the show tonight, but he wanted to know who does the galaxy backline have to pay the most attention to this Saturday. It's going to be Drogba. And then you got to watch Piatti too. Those are the two. Okay. That's it. It's that simple. How much should the LA galaxy run over Montreal? They should, they should run over Montreal, but I think Montreal is feeling confident right now in the fact that they were able to beat a pretty lowly Chicago team at home, but behind the the star power of Drogba. All right? So that's sort of where you're looking at it. Um, injuries, you know who's injured. I mean, for the LA Galaxy, if you're wondering about uh, Jose Villarreal still dealing with a knee injury, um, still don't expect to see it. Uh, Baggio said it's still dealing with a calf injury. Don't expect to see him to play, but, I mean, does that really mean anything? Suspensions. Uh, Leonardo obviously missing this game for the red card. Um, and Laurent Simon uh, from the Montreal Impact, uh, he is going to miss this game as well for yellow card accumulation. All right. So there you go. That is where you get it. The LA Galaxy versus Montreal Impact. Uh, September 12th at 7.30 p.m. Again, get there early. Get there early. Get there early. All right. 9 a.m. 
parking lots open. 4.30 p.m., all StubHub Center parking gates open. All right, so they open like two gates, A and D, at 9 a.m., and at 4.30 p.m., all of them open. 6 p.m., the gates open at the stadium. Um, and then the LA Galaxy versus Montreal kickoff at 7.30 p.m. on Time Warner Cable Sportsnet, Time Warner Cable Deportes. All right. Yep, Josh's carpool in full effect. Uh, if you're coming from the OC, uh, give me a call. You just have to wait for six hours after the game while I'm working. All right? No problems. All right. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Anything else you guys want to talk about? Eh, I don't think so. I think we're good. All right. So, again, a good game. Should be fun. LA Galaxy versus Montreal. Drogba, probably a sellout. Get there early. Sounds like a good time. All right. I'll be there. If you want to say hi to me, just let me know on Twitter. I'm available before the game and at halftime. After the game, I'm busy. All right. I'll gladly go say hi to you guys. You can come visit me at halftime just at the top of section 108. If you ever want to, just let me know you're coming. Otherwise, I won't be there. All right. If you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at jguessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N. And of course, you can always find the show at cornerofthegalaxy.com, at Galaxy Podcasts on Twitter and everything else that you always know. All right? So, for nobody, it was all me this time. I want to thank you guys for following me on Periscope. Had a great time. Back Pocket Memories, the band who's been providing all this wonderful memory, all this wonderful music. Please follow them. Go on iTunes, download their stuff. All right? So just for me, thank you for joining. We'll talk to you guys next week where we'll be looking ahead to uh, some more games here. All right? You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com, and we will catch you next time. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast, and be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. And for all of your independent LA Galaxy news, discussion, and entertainment, including this podcast, head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Corner of the Galaxy and its related podcasts are part of Backheel.com. Backheel.com is a collection of soccer podcasts and multimedia offerings covering soccer around the world. You can follow them at Backheel.com. Fans, thanks for listening. We ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you here again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye.